Hey there, thank you for joining the live podcast, a podcast provided by the Love Yourself Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit aimed to help spread the message of self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has in not only building a better relationship with yourself, but a better relationship with others and with our beautiful planet. So if you're on a mission of self-healing, of self-improvement, of self-discovery, this podcast is for you. Be sure to like us on all social media platforms at the LY Foundation, at our website, thelyfoundation.org. And we're so thankful that you found us and we just hope to help you no matter where you are in your journey and to remind you that you are the most important person in your life. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to The Conversation, a LYF podcast series where we provide our insights, thoughts, and experiences on self-love exploration. My name is Ayla, Growth and Development Coordinator of the Love Yourself Foundation. My name is JR, Technology Coordinator and Board Member for the Love Yourself Foundation. JR, we are at the end of week four. I know, crazy, huh? The weeks have been piling on. I'm excited because week five starts the first week that I haven't really explored before. So I'm excited to move more into things that I haven't learned quite yet and to just kind of see how we continue to build off things. I don't know about you, but this week I still felt slow or like it was setting a foundation for the more interesting things maybe. And while we did, at least on my end, I learned a lot and it gave me something to think about. I think that there's still more revelations needed to be had. And uh, yeah, how did you feel about it? I felt the same way. This is one of the shorter weeks that we've done before. And like you, I did learn quite a bit still, even though it was short. But I feel the same way that things were a little slow. I will say that this is one of the most underperforming weeks I've done so far in the program, which is interesting because it plays into what we end up learning within this chapter, I guess, as far as the synchronicity. That was one thing that I noticed for myself, but yeah, still was able to learn some stuff and learn more things about myself. What I thought was interesting though, is that on Monday you had texted me and said, I already did the chapter, which was awesome. Yeah, I actually, I tried to do my best to read it the first day to set me up for the week if possible. But I think also since I knew it was a short chapter, I was like, I can just go through it. And I was excited to do. And so I'll say I started my week really strong, like the first three days, maybe. And it fell off for me, which we'll talk about in our check in. But for those of you following along, this is week four, which is recovering a sense of integrity. It says this week may find you grappling with changing self-definition. The essays, tasks, and exercises are designed to catapult you into productive introspection and integration of new self-awareness. This may be both very difficult and extremely exciting for you. So it sounds good. And I'll say when I really look at it through that lens, I have been noticing changes in my own self-definition. And it is cool how it all builds on each other, but I just feel like I'm slowly moving the pieces into place. And so I haven't yet seen the big picture. Almost like I have a puzzle that I'm working towards. I don't know what the picture is going to be, but I get 10 more pieces every week. And then I'm like, oh, okay, we're working towards something. Yeah, which is a great analogy. I feel like at the same way, it's like the puzzle, the pieces are on the outside of it. And there's like this, the big gaping hole of the middle part that we haven't got towards yet. So just continues to build upon that as we yeah. go on. Yeah. 
So we can move into our check-in for this week. Uh, first question, of course, how many days this week did you do your morning pages? How was this experience for you? So for me, I had mentioned that this was one of the more underperforming weeks for me. Um, I had the complete opposite as you. I had a really slow start to the week and ended up picking it up near the end of the week. But I ended up doing seven or two out of the seven days this week for morning pages. And my answer to that question was there was a tantrum in there that I've noticed when I skip the morning pages, that there's that energy that's in there when I want to try to write. And can you explain what the tantrum means for those listening? I would say tantrum is more of trying to fight with what you're trying to learn about yourself or what you're trying to recover from yourself trying to not look into the things that are uncomfortable or something that you don't want to talk about. So that's what I was experiencing with the morning pages is I was trying to write things that were about situations in my life that are a little bit more sensitive, which is wild to even think because you're only talking to yourself and you're not sharing this with anybody. But for some reason, it's so hard to talk about that to yourself. So I ended up having that kind of experience and for me, it was somewhat disheartening to know that I only did days of morning pages when the past couple of weeks has been six out of seven or five out of seven or whatever it may be. But reminding myself that I get a new week, we got to try it again. So not to dwell over that for too long. How did it feel when you finally did them? At the end of it, it still felt accomplished. Even though I only did two days out of the seven, it still felt like I was doing something and I know that it was helping in the sense of me trying to understand more about myself and the things that's going on in my life. At least in that sense, it was still good that I did something and just didn't do zero out of the seven days. And were you able to like write about those sensitive things or did you still avoid them? I was still able to write them. I think when I'm actually writing about those sensitive things, there are parts of it that I try to omit because I don't want to talk about it, but still in a way address whatever that situation or issue that I'm dealing with, I think it was still important for me to at least get something on the page. I know she she talks about the morning pages a lot in that way of, she even says here, tantrums often show up as skipping the morning pages and how there's things that we don't want to adjust that kind of hold us back. And for me, I did five out of the seven. I skipped two days in a row and it was a tantrum <laughs> those two days. And for me, it was interesting to look at it through that lens and think about how when you tell yourself that you're cheating yourself, it's almost like me newly going to the gym <laughs> and learning about how you skipping a rep or not doing it to the fullest capability. You're only cheating yourself is the thing that people say is that nobody else is getting harmed from that but you. And when I think about skipping the morning pages in the moment when you skip them, it is like a relief. Almost, oh, I don't have to do them. I can just move yeah. on with my life. But to think about it as like I'm cheating myself by not exploring what I'm in a way hiding from. Because in the moment, it doesn't necessarily feel like you're hiding from anything. It feels like you just don't want to do them, or at least for me. And so to think about that, there's things that in those moments more than any other that I need to explore something is a really interesting idea. And I'm trying to get back up to seven out of seven days. But like I said, I started the week off strong where I was feeling like I finally was using them the way that I wanted to and talking about the things that were of interest to me. And I actually traveled, so I was out of town for two days. And I did them one of the two days. Oh, and But it, it made it harder, I think, with the drained energy as well to make the time for that. But I'm trying to solidify within myself that it's important for me to have that time to connect with myself. 
And also something that came up this week revolving morning pages is the idea that it's a written meditation. I was listening to a podcast actually, and they were talking about how they love doing written meditation. And I was like, written meditation? That's what we're doing with the morning pages. And I've never put it in perspective that way, but in using that frame, it changed the way I was writing my pages to think about how I can rebalance myself and what I need to say and what I need to let go of by writing and take with that what you will. And hopefully you can see how that works for you next week, JR. I love that because it's true. You set a certain time out of your day, every single day in the morning to do this thing. It's therapeutic. It's meditation. It's allowing yourself to be with yourself and only you. So I love that analogy that it is meditation, written meditation. And it is important to get through that. And I know that in the past, in previous seasons, when we try to do meditation, it's always been a hard thing to get yourself into and to stick with. And this is no different. And I think the more that we realize the benefits of morning pages, the more inclined we will be to want to do them and not feel like we have to do them. And that brings us over to the next question. Yeah. Did you do your artist date this week? How did you, what did you do and how did it feel? And I like how she says, does your artist get to do more than rent a movie? (laughs) I did, actually. I did a three panel painting. Nice. And it's not completely done yet. I got the base of all three of them done. And it was really fun and cool to put something together that way. But I still struggle with feeling like I need a plan and there has to be like a product executed out of it. And so it felt good. It was nice to do something different. But I think that I'm still struggling with really setting aside the time for me to just have fun with it and not have to have something come out of it in a certain way. And so this week, I'm going to try to schedule a like flat out one hour block and say, just see what comes to mind and go with it. Don't plan it. Don't have to think anything amazing needs to come out of it and see where that goes. That's awesome. Yeah. I I think it's cool though, that you're very self-aware of what is happening and what it is. And I think I said this in a previous week of how you are constantly looking into yourself of what needs to change and what needs to be adapted for your day. Cause you know, we all have busy lives and jobs and things that we have to take care of. And it's sometimes it can be hard to map out that time for yourself and just end up doing that, not feeling like there is a stipulation behind you having your artist date. So I think that's awesome. And I'm excited for where that's going to take you next. Yeah. What did you do? I don't know if this is technically an artist day, but I played a video game for the first time in a long time. <laughs> I played it to completion. There's always been this thing where I don't have the attention span to to pay attention to something for a long period of time. And this is something that kind of taps into what happened last week of me talking about my childhood and the things that I loved doing when I was a kid that I really wanted to tap back into that. Played a video game until I completed it. It was definitely more than an hour, but it was really fun. It was nice to get lost in a world. It was nice to just turn my phone on silent, put it in a different room and just focus on this one thing. Felt really creative. Felt like I was doing something that really brought me joy and it was just nice to not be distracted by anything other than this one thing that I was doing that I loved to do when I was a kid. Definitely felt accomplished with that and felt like I gave myself time to meet. That's really good to hear. I like hearing the different ways that we can take our artists out, whether that's giving it permission to do art or filling the well to go back to her own terms. But that's really cool and you're connecting it back to the previous week, which is even better. 
Yeah, I loved it. It was awesome. How about number three? Did you experience any synchronicity this week? And what was it? I did, actually. I had a few moments where in my morning pages I was writing things and then they were coming to light in life, like not by my own prompting either. So in one of them I was talking about wanting to talk to my boss and having ideas for my own development. And she actually brought up the conversation to me. And so it was really interesting to see that works in that way. Did you feel like that was the either your creator or the universe giving back to you and you allowing that experience to happen? Julia talks about using the morning pages as like a, a manifesting or a, a speaking into existence of what you would like or where you want to go to pay attention to. And I think that for me, using it in that way and seeing the synchronicities continue makes me be like, let me write down all my dreams and what I want to see and where I want to go. And that's where I saw it most this week. It's just different things like that, where I was writing about conversations I wanted to have or things I wanted to do and then them coming to light, which is a little bit empowering. It's very cool. That's awesome. What about you? Yeah, the synchronicity was the realization of the Morian pages. And when you don't do them and you come back to them, that you there's a possibility that you will be um, having that tantrum. I think that was more the synchronicity for me of realizing, A, you neglect the morning pages because there are things that you don't want to talk about, but in reality, it's exactly what you need to be talking about. I think that was the one for me. And that's good to hear. Uh, I think as long as the realizations are happening, I would always say that's the first step to going towards where you want to go. And with that, it's the last question, were there any other issues this week that you consider significant for your recovery? describe them for me i think it was just a lack of drive this week i had that slow start this week and ended up picking up near the end of the week whereas before the previous weeks i would at least be doing something every other day if not every day so that was uh an eye-opener for me i think that this is, gets to a certain point with anything that we tried to implement into our lives of uh, having consistency and this is around the time where the consistency for me starts to drop off a little bit so it was nice to catch myself at the end of the week of realizing that I don't want to do that. There's a lot of benefit of what it is that we're doing here that I need to maybe not necessarily have more drive to to do it, but really start to understand the desire of wanting to do it. That was for me. That's great too. I know that after eight, four weeks of doing this and you do get, okay, I'm over it. <laughs> And I think that's why the first time this was the last week that I did. And I think I really do appreciate doing the podcast in that sense of we have to do it to be able to talk about it. So it forces that accountability to at least some extent. But I am excited to push through because I think it'll help me in other areas of my life where it's less structured, where I'm not having anything that's forcing me to do it. And teaching myself that I can push through and that the reward for pushing through is so much better. And I hope that you feel that way too. Absolutely. I think it also is important to be honest about it as well. There's definitely many points of any of these weeks that somebody could just say, oh yeah, I did all seven days of morning pages. And when you open it up, there really is nothing in there. I think that it's important for all of us, especially those who are listening as well, that this is not an effort to be perfect. It's an effort to be true to yourself. And like you said, there is accountability with doing this program on the show and needing to show up every week 
but it speaks more to what it is that you want out of it than anything. So I think that it is important to realize that. But for you, would it did anything come up for you? The issues this week was me traveling and working out how to balance doing the morning pages and both. And I think also just time management, making sure I go to bed early enough so I can wake up early enough to do the morning pages. And I think I do really well with completing the tasks, which is nice, but I still, I think that those are where the issues lie. Thankfully, I am not traveling for a couple more weeks. So when I am traveling later on, I think it'll be week eight or nine. I'll have to figure it out by then to make sure that I can keep it all together and make sure that everything's in place. But for now, it's not bad. Nice. First chapter of week four is honest changes. Julia says, working with our morning pages, we begin to sort through the differences between our real feelings and which are often secret and our official feelings, those on the record for public display, which I love the fact that you wrote that way because that's so true. It's uh, the feelings that we really want to talk about are the real ones and the ones that we tell one another of, how are you feeling? Oh, I feel okay. Or how's your day going? Oh, it's all right. Those are the official feelings where you really don't want to get into what it is you want to talk about, but knowing that is something that you need to maybe focus on. Yeah, and I like she says official feelings are often indicated by the phrase I feel okay about that blank. But what do we mean by I feel okay? The morning pages forced us to get specific. Does I feel okay mean I feel resigned, accepting, comfortable, detached, numb? What does it mean? And I've always felt some type of way about this and I struggle because I want to answer honestly because I don't like the idea of how are you? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? And just saying it to say it. I also come from a culture that's usually really particular about our words and the conversations that come out of those things. Like if you're asking, it means you really want to know. But it is hard because sometimes someone's, oh, how are you doing? And they're asking just out of courtesy as a conversation opener. They don't care. And you don't want to be like, actually, I'm doing and go on this long tangent when they don't care. And so I think it makes us complacent in a way to just be like, I'm okay, to make people feel good about it. But um, I've tried my best to stray away from that because I don't want to answer in truth of other people feeling better about it when I'm not feeling okay. And so I really did like this chapter because she says to stop saying okay when it's something else entirely. And that's where she goes into the tantrums coming out and she talks about how um, many tend to neglect or abandon the pages whenever a unpleasant piece of clarity is about to emerge. Guilty. Uh, yeah. And so I'm like interested with you saying that going back to the pages and seeing what comes out of that. Yeah. I, she had wrote here, which resonated with me a lot, was okay is a blanket word for most of us. It covers all sorts of squirmy feelings and it frequently signals a loss. We officially feel okay, but do we? And you hit it on the head. It's we don't want to, at least for me, I don't want to emotionally burden somebody with what's actually going on in my life because I feel like it's not necessary for someone to to sit through that. But there is a sense of unauthenticity when it comes to that. When somebody asks you, hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. When really you want to just open your heart up a little bit, right? So it's definitely a struggle with that. And I think that the morning pages is a good outlet to do that. And when she talks about the morning pages, I had wrote something at the top of the chapter of 
trying to figure out whether Morning Pages is more of an exercise or if it's more of a journal. And I feel like a lot of what I've been experiencing with Morning Pages has become more of a journal where I'm really just putting out my emotions on the page that I normally wouldn't be able to have the opportunity to put out there. It was interesting to to see that and the whole tantrum part of the chapter and realizing that a lot of what we talk about in those morning pages comes out of that. And yeah, it was just a very interesting chapter to go through that. Yeah, I really did enjoy this chapter as an opening as well. The one part that I have highlighted bolded six times is two sentences. She has, if you want to work on your art, work on your life, in order to have expression, we must first have a self to express. And for me, that was so eye-opening to think about, wow, that's maybe why a lot of people struggle with creating is because they don't know what they're trying to say because they're not really in tune with this, the self there. And for me, that it, I don't know, it just changes a little bit of a perspective for me to think about, okay, let's start simple here and let's start from the foundation of who am I and work off that instead of going on the opposite end to think about what do I want to create and then finding out who I am. And I love that she lays it out that way. Yeah, along with that, she says creativity is grounded in reality and in the particular, the focused, the well-observed or specifically imagined. And it goes right into what you were saying is knowing more about you is what's going to keep you more grounded than the wanting of you wanting to be a better creative instead of the opposite, which when you start to create and you start to find more about yourself, then there's more negative that can come from that. It was really cool to to see her put those in, into words. It's really amazing. She says that we are conditioned to accept other people's definitions of us. This emerging individuality can seem to us like self will run riot. It is not. The snowflake pattern of your soul is emerging. Each of us is unique and a creative individual, but we often blur that uniqueness with sugar, alcohol, drugs, overwork, underplay, bad relations, toxic sex, under-exercise, over-TV, under-sleep, and many varied forms of junk food for the soul. And again, that kind of just speaks to wiping away all the things that kind of blur and cover up who we are and what we want to be that is what really started my week off strong and taking the time to think about that in every decision I make and allow myself to connect with what I want to do and not feel like I have to think about okay what do other people want from me what should I do and yeah I think that this whole chapter is really interesting and setting up that precedent for us to move forward towards that understanding of our identity we say it all the time these past couple of weeks, they are building blocks to where we're trying to go. And uh, yet again, this week is another example of that and realizing more so of who you are and what is it that you need to do for yourself in order to become the best creative that you can be and not allowing what others think of you or the naysayers or any of that to muddle your creativity or who you are because those are all unnecessary. It's really interesting. What I was speaking to earlier with the morning pages is her saying, at the very end, that the morning pages are a written affirmation of our progress. And she says, put it in writing, we often stay when making a deal. And then she's she has quotes all throughout. And she has a quote that says, all you need to do to receive guidance is to ask for it and then listen by Sanaya Roman. And all of that together is what really set me up this week to think about, okay, I want to ask and see what comes out of it. And 
where that takes me. And I think that it's really about finding those answers through that. And so it'll definitely be something that I'm continuing to use um, and think about in this upcoming week as well. I love the last part of that quote is listen, which is something that I struggle with a lot, especially when asking for things or putting things out there to listen to those experiences, listen to those moments that come up and really understand that whatever the creator or the universe is trying to give you, just listen because you never know what can come from that. And I think we're so quick to ask the things and then just move on and think that's all of it. So I like her kind of putting a pin in, no, you have to listen to the answer too. <laughs> you can't just ask and just assume that it'll, it'll change the way you think without you even being aware of it. But was there anything else in this beginning chapter that stood out to you? No, I think we pretty much ran through all of it. Do you want to go into what was asked there? So as recovering creatives, we often have to excavate our own past for the shards of buried dreams and delights. And with this exercise, she's asking to list five things in certain categories and to not really do too much thinking into it. Just write the things that come to mind and go from there. And some of the categories in here is list five hobbies that sound fun, list five things you personally would never do that sound fun, and list five things you use that you used to enjoy doing. Did you want to go over just a couple of things that you wrote? I really thought this was interesting. And she says it's spontaneity and write out your answers quickly because that kills our sensor that tells us you can't do that. And so I was trying to do that to the best of my ability. But some things like I was able to get three really quickly and then my brain was like, Okay, what else? Yes, exactly. Same. <laughs> so I did it to the best of my ability to not think too much about it. Or if my sensor was there to ignore it and be like, I still thought about it. Yeah. And so a couple interesting things all throughout it. The one that struggle I struggled with actually, though, was the five silly things you would like to try. Oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't think of anything. Like zero. And I was like, what is defined as silly? I don't know. What did you put for that? A couple of things that I put on there was being an extra in a comedy movie. Oh. Be on stage for a bit, like a comedian brings you up or a magic show, you, you're a participant in that. And another thing was, which I don't know if you've seen this on social media, but meet a stranger, go on a random date, and they have this this scratch-off thing where you scratch a certain number and it gives you a prompt to do during the date, whether it's go to go to a Goodwill and find an outfit for your date, uh, oh, okay. it, it, that kind of thing. So that was the silly, I defined as silly things. My brain said, no. <laughs> I was like, what's silly? Because I'm like, I don't, the, I think the word silly trips me up because I was like, I don't think that if you're interested in things, I don't think it's silly. Um, And so I think my brain really overdid it for me to be like nothing is silly to want to do i was like i don't do anything that's silly <laughs> but like i see what you mean like things that are like really random ordinary so maybe i'll revisit that and see where that brings to me i was able to do everything else though but i really enjoyed the one the list five skills that would be fun to have one was to be ambidextrous and use both hands whoa to okay. be able to write i think that would be really cool and i always thought that was a huge flex to be able to <laughs> do that and it's weird because we like to only use one hand more dominantly and with that it's and they're both connected the same way so it's just really strange to me 
But I always thought that was cool. And I do think you can teach yourself. And it's a thing that is silly in a way because it's, does it really matter? No. But when I'm writing the morning pages and I'm like, my hand is tired, it would be nice to just use the other hand. See? Okay. So that could have gone in the number six category, the silly thing. Yeah. I also have to be able to speak Spanish. I would love to be able to do that. And then I also said I would love to be able to use Adobe Illustrator, which is something that I've talked about multiple times of things that I've been interested in. And so that kind of reflected there. Um, I also liked the category of the five things you would personally never do that sound fun. And I put wing gliding. I think that's what it's called. Where you like jump out of the like helicopter and you have like a wingsuit. That seems so fun, but I don't think I could ever do that because I would be really scared. But yeah, I really liked this activity because it allowed yourself to think about the things that are really interesting to you and where you want to go with that. Okay, one quick thing. Yeah, I thought that exercise was really fun. It was definitely nerve-wracking trying to come up with the answers right away instead of not trying to look up, which I ended up doing anyways, was what is to find a silly or what are a hundred things that you should do before you die and realize like in the list, oh, I definitely don't want to do that. What other things stuck out to you? If we use the same category, things I personally would never do that sound fun, I'd put down bungee jumping, skydiving, swimming in the ocean is one thing, which I'm deathly terrified of because I don't know how to swim. But it always looks so much fun. Everyone just out there just being able to swim in something that's more than four feet deep. Uh, yeah, it was a lot. What I've noticed in that particular category, it was a lot of stuff that was uh, revolved around heights. So as many things as there are that are super fun, that are really high up in the air, don't know if I can do that. But hey, if you can do it more, kudos to you. <laughs> I thought it was a cool exercise and something that we like you could do quickly. And I think it's something you could revisit to a couple times a year for sure. I think that brings us to the last section of the chapter, which was the reading deprivation, which she basically says we're supposed to have a week of no reading. Now, JR, I was so confused I was too. Okay. Because I'm like, we don't choose to read. If I look at something and it has words, I automatically read it. I'm not trying to, but like my brain makes sense of the words. You know? We're both in career fields where we have to read things. There's no way I can just tell my boss like, oh, sorry, I'm doing this program right now. I can't read anything right now. So yes, I thought that was difficult. And I think more so in the, for what Julia was talking about in the chapter was more so of reading things that can either stunt your growth as a creative or reading too much can derail you and what you're trying to do for yourself. But also I think that's more of revisiting what it is that you want to read after that extended period of time away that allows you to re-energize yourself a little bit. But yeah, I thought that was strange to read that while reading this thing, right? Yeah. And she said we could read the chapter, but I definitely think I didn't do it right. And I would want to know more of what that looks like. But also when I'm looking at my life, it changes month to month. But right now I don't have a lot of reading in general. So I thought it was going to say this is recovering my deprivation and I'm going to read a book. And I'm like, I'm excited to read a book. But I think I do a lot of visuals where I'm like on TikTok or watching TV where it's not reading, it's watching. And I think maybe she didn't predict TikTok occurring. I don't know. <laughs> but... Maybe it would be better for me to deprive myself of that stimulus of just watching things all of the time. It was interesting. Yeah, there was a part in that chapter that I mentioned about like creatives reading quotes and inspirational things and reading too much into them to the point where you either are 
not stimulated by that anymore or not inspired anymore because you've just done too much of it. And I am guilty of that, especially on Instagram where inspirational quotes come through, things that I follow. You can be overwhelmed by reading a lot of that. That it was interesting to see or to hear her talk about maybe don't read those things anymore or not anymore, but for duration of time. So that way you can feel inspired when you want to come back to that. Yeah, definitely something that I need to revisit again as the weeks go on. It'll be interesting to see the more that we learn in the other weeks to come back and try to do that particular exercise. And that brings us to our task this week. She had 10 tasks that we could do. And I did my best to do as many as I could. As we mentioned in the last week, I really enjoyed the first two. And so those are the kind of the ones that I'll talk about. The first one is Describe your ideal environment, town, country, swank, cozy, one paragraph, one image drawn or clipped that conveys this. What's your favorite season and why? Go through some magazines and find an image of this or draw it and place it near your working area. And so that's what I did. I'll show you here. I have a little image there. Nice. Uh, But it was cool to think about what an ideal environment is because that's like a safe space for you. And that's where that creativity is best cultivated. Is the way that I took that is that's where I feel the most balanced, the most centered. And so I thought it was really cool to teach me one that but the ideal place for me doesn't exist to my knowledge, <laughs> but where I can look for to best set myself up in the way that I want it. I think I would have to live in Hawaii maybe for it to be because I said I don't want it to ever be less than 40 degrees and never be more than 90. And that's really limiting really limiting (laughs) yeah it was a nice activity and i enjoyed that one and then the second one was describe yourself at 80 what did you do after 50 that you enjoyed be very specific now write a letter from you at 80 to you at your current age what would you tell yourself what interests would you urge yourself to pursue and what dreams would you encourage this one was so fun for me and it was really healing actually and really cool because it tells you where you want to go and i think anyone that is unsure right now of what they want to do what path they're on where they're going this activity is really helpful to tell you that because i talked about how i want to feel when i'm 80 and how i want to look and act and things i want to accomplish after 50 and it told me a lot about myself that i thought was really cool and the things that matter to me and the way that i talked to myself too in my letter was also really healing and also telling myself what I want from myself right now and saying because obviously we don't share too much of the details but I wrote something to the effect of you took a long time like second guessing yourself to do what you want to do and you do end up doing it but I wish you would have started sooner and this is me telling you that you can start sooner and it was cool to do that because it's still me at 22 talking to me at 22. And so, but to put it in a perspective of what you would tell yourself, I thought it was amazing. Did you end up doing that one? I did not. And I wish that I did because of just you describing that particular exercise. I think it'd be really beneficial for people, including myself, to be in that state of mind and want to be able to talk to yourself from that period of time. I think it is important to put yourself in that aspect because I think there is an inherent fear that you will get to a certain age and realize that you missed out on so much. I know we had talked about being at the end of our life and and not wanting to say, damn, I wish I would have done this, right? 
where you're doing this at 22 thinking that you're much, much older, but really it's you realizing like, hey, I can do this right now. I think it's really beautiful. I think it's really cool. And I definitely recommend going back to it. I didn't do the remember yourself at eight one. And I think that's one that I may go back to just to see on the opposite end if there's another kind of healing piece there of my inner child talking to who I am now and seeing what they would think and their advice. But which one stood out to you? What did you do this week? I did do number one about the environment, San Francisco down there. And then obviously when they ask about what kind of weather that you like, wow. Vegas weather is what I've grown up with and really a desire. I ended up saying that I wanted to be somewhere in San Francisco, San Diego, or maybe even still in Vegas, but with the feeling that I can walk out of my home and be with the community or the city. That's something that I've always desired for a very long time. I've traveled to San Francisco. I've traveled to a couple other cities that have that kind of setup where you walk right outside of your home or your apartment. You walk right down to the corner and there's the market. There's the coffee shop that you go to all the time and it's a walking distance. And that's been a dream of mine for a very long time. And I think that what you had alluded to before of being in this particular environment and allowing you to be one, your best self, but also be your best creative. I think that for me, being in that area would allow me to do and really gain more inspiration. As I get older, I realize that I do desire more of an introverted lifestyle with the spurts of extrovertedness. But I think that there is something to be said about being around other human beings and learning from others that builds you up even more. I love that. And I think that's interesting because I also wrote, I want to live somewhere where people want to know their neighbors. And it's interesting because Vegas is just such a... I don't know, just different place where people don't have that. Yeah, it's definitely different pockets of certain areas in town, but it's not the whole of yeah. Las Vegas. I will say that. Yeah, so it's cool that we kind of share that that sentiment of wanting to feel connected to the people around us and not just we're there and we're gone. What other ones did you do? So I ended up choosing number nine. Look at one situation in your life that you feel you should change but haven't yet. And what is a payoff for you in staying stuck? And I had wrote health and specifically exercise and weight loss. I haven't really had the best outlook on that as of late. I would say probably in the last year or so, I haven't been really paying too much attention to it. And I do realize that. And a lot of it ends up coming back to me when I look at pictures or videos of myself and realize I don't like the way I look or anything like that. There is no payoff with me staying in that because I think that it plays too much into my self-esteem and my self-confidence if I continue down this path. So I think the difference between the way that it's worded, where it says, what is the payoff for you staying stuck? Me realizing that me being stuck does not have a payoff brings out that desire to want to change things. I think the payoff, my guess in that situation would be that it's the easier thing to do is to do nothing. I also did this one and I actually did it in therapy. <laughs> and then she ended up asking me this exact question. And because I was talking about trusting other people, actually. And she said, what is the payoff? Like, what's the benefit of you staying that way? And we spent a whole hour kind of talking about it. And it was amazing for me, one, to be able to do it in that way and bounce off someone and really dive into it. And I felt like I really got to know myself a lot more and learned a lot about my approach and the things that are still wounded with inside me. And so I'm really excited to see more activities like this and where she's going 
Julia, the creator, where she's going with kind of building on things like that, because this activity itself was probably the one that pushed me the most this week. I think that's really beautiful. and I'm happy that you got to have that experience to dive into that and what seemed to have been just happenstance, right? It just ended up coming up in, in therapy. Do you feel that it was easier for you to dive into that question more because you had someone to bounce those ideas off versus if you had to just do it on your own? Oh, for sure. Because on your own, you sit there and you're like, I don't know why I'm stuck. I'm paying my therapist, so I want to get the most out of the hour. I don't know that I, I am the typical client because I'm very much brutally honest for the whole hour to see how far we can get because I just want to get it all out there. I'm not going to lie or lie to myself even. And so in doing that, I felt like she was able to point out the things that I wouldn't have noticed within myself. Or she would be like, okay, but what really? And I'd be like, what do you mean? And then I would think about it and be like, wow, I didn't even think about that. But you're right. I think that it helped to have someone professionally work with me through it. That's great. I hope that everybody listening has an opportunity to go through that as well. I know that we are definitely advocates of therapy. And this is a great example of having somebody there that can help you through those hard times or hard decisions or things that you need more answers on. So I, get, I hope that everybody has that same experience, too. This week had a lot of interesting tasks. Even if you think one week is more interesting than the other and you're not necessarily going through the program with us, but this week, if you want to take a look at the activities themselves and do them, I definitely recommend it. Coming up next week, five, we have Recovering a Sense of Possibility. But with that, we want to hear from you. Leave us a comment on Instagram or Twitter at the LY Foundation. Or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the LY Foundation. Let us know what you thought about this week and what all of this means to you and where you're at with your recovery of your creativity. Also, please leave us a review of the LYF podcast. That way we can continue to produce more content and grow the show. Thank you for listening to the conversation. And until next time, love yourself, love one another, and love this planet we call home.